Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody, and happy Tuesday. I hope your week is off to an amazing start. I took a break last week and did not post a a new episode for a few reasons. One, I needed a fucking break. (laughs) That is just the truth. I had a lot of work on my plate and needed to take some time to focus on other things. I also had some really intense allergies last week for about two and a half days, runny nose, head congestion. I swear my head just felt like the size of a whale, like it was going to explode. And there's just no way I I could have recorded. And, you know, lastly, and most importantly, there has been so much going on in the world these past few months. And I know we are all feeling it. We are carrying some heavy burdens on our shoulders And last week, there was an uprising regarding the very, very unnecessary and and tragic death of George Floyd. And, you know, this uprising is for good reason, because Black Lives Matter. And this is not new. Racism is not new. And you may have seen on social media the outpouring of opinions and views and support by posting the black tile in support of Black Lives Matter. And so last week on Tuesday, I posted this tile as well. And I personally didn't feel right about posting it. I ended up taking it down the following day. And I acknowledge that attention matters to this very issue. But systemic change is going to, it's going to require systemic solutions. And personally, I don't want to show up on social media posting a black tile for one day or participating in the Black Lives Matter for for a week. I want to find ways and learn the ways I can actively participate in systemic solutions, which is why it's really my job to listen and to learn and to learn where I can do better. So that's really where my head is at. And, you know, I, I really want to learn how I can show up more powerfully for all women and women of color in my community. I fully recognize that I have unlearning and learning to do, and that it is really going to take some time. And from a donation standpoint, there are numerous charities that my company donates to and and we help fund, but the decisions to donate to charitable organizations is also something that takes time because I really want to make sure I understand where that money is going who is behind this charitable organization and whatnot. 
so that my money and our money goes to the right people and can really make the right impact. So I will definitely be supporting and making donations to the right organization specifically for Black Lives Matter. It's just going to take some time to do some investigative work to see where, what, what the best options are in doing that. So lots of work to be done. And, you know, when it comes to diversity and inclusion, there are numerous things that we can do. And some of those solutions include, you know, number one, starting with children, right? Focusing on early education, changing the books our kids are reading and what they're learning and what they're learning in history class and really diversifying the role models that they are studying. And even with media narratives, you know, production companies, movie studios, newspapers, magazines, all of that need to become more diverse to overcome their their unconscious biases. And so for me, I recognize that I need to do a better job in my business and with my podcast to include black women in the health and hormone conversation. You know, women of color are treated so much differently in the medical system and are often plagued with disproportionately high incidences or or mortality rates for various health conditions like heart disease and and um and breast cancer and stroke and diabetes. And so I want to do better in supporting women of color and truly creating more diversity and inclusion in my business. And that is, that is truly, that is on me. That is my responsibility to take on. Um, so, you know, moving forward, I, what I do know is that, and this is, this is not about me. This is obviously, uh, uh, this is bigger. This is so much bigger than me. Um, but what I do know is that I'm going to continue to show up as me, I'm going to continue to show up as authentically and real and whole and honest as, as I can. And, and recognizing that there's going to be so much, so much learning and so many mistakes along the way. And my goal has always been, and will always be to educate and empower women, all women. And I really want to include women of color in that conversation. And I want them to know they are safe in this community. And so I am truly vowing to, to see you and hear you and speak for you. And I am even in my coaching practice, like I am so honored that from both a business coaching standpoint and even a nutrition coaching standpoint, that I really have the opportunity to coach women of such diversity. I work with black women and Indian women and Muslim women, Asian, Spanish. Like I do feel very privileged to be able to do the work that I do and to support so many women globally. And it really is my responsibility to do more work and dive in deeper into the, into the medical literature to support women of, of all races. So, you know, change it can be uncomfortable, but it's, it starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with our choice to want to do better. And when we know better, we can do better. And that truly is my vow is, is to do better. And so I felt it was 
I felt it just was really important to verbalize that. I know many of us have had a difficult time trying to find the right thing to say. And I, I would just rather say the wrong thing than say nothing at all. And this is a very uncomfortable and vulnerable share, but it's, it's a very honest share. And this is, this is not an easy time to navigate. And there is definitely a sense of pressure that I am feeling to do things perfectly and in a, in a certain way, but I just have to grant myself some space and, and some grace to, to really dive in imperfectly and, and to just show up. And so I just ask that you be patient with me as I navigate this. And, and I just truly appreciate you being here and learning with me along the way. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. And as we dive into our episode today, part of our conversation with my friend, Dr. Laura Hughes, who is our guest today, we speak about navigating this challenging time and she shares her thoughts on how we can show up. And we also dive into essential oils. Uh, Laura is my upline in doTERRA and I have learned so much from her. And today she really does speak to the sourcing of oils and the ethics. Uh, we talk about her essential oil routine. And we do also dive a little bit into the business of doTERRA. It is a question that I get asked a lot and what it actually means to be a doTERRA advocate and create a business and bring in residual money. And so I will be honest, you know, it was it was a challenge to figure out what episode to dive into next after all the events of last week. But Laura's message is important and it's a message to educate and empower all women. And she truly is a beacon of light and someone who truly knows how to take a stand, to dive in and to do the work to create a better world. So I am really honored and excited to share her with you today. So my guest, Dr. Laura Hughes, is a life coach, global team leader with doTERRA essential oils and host of the top rated earthling 101 podcast. She is fueled by our planet's beautiful medicines and is obsessed with teaching others how to become the guru of their own health and happiness. In a past life, Laura traveled the world as a PhD trained scientist and naturopathic doctor. Now you can find her working barefoot and beachside in Toronto, Canada, where she fosters the cutest rescue puppies. Her happiest days are spent leading, inspiring, and setting an example of the magic possible when you remember how powerful you are and then rise up to meet your dreams. So let's dive in. Thanks so much for being here today, and I really hope you enjoy our episode. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here today. Before we dive in, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so so great to be here. It's going to be awesome just to be here and chat. Um, my name is Dr. Laura Hughes, but just call me Laura. I am a former naturopathic doctor. I don't practice clinically anymore, and I'm sure we might get into that in this discussion. I also have a PhD degree in epigenetics and epidemiology. And I am now a life coach and I have a global team with doTERRA essential oils. So I love just helping people tap back into their own inherent wisdom and in their body and their mindset and just help them realize how, how easy it is to be the, the guru of their own health and happiness. 
That's so amazing. I love that. And you are totally right. We are going to dive into that backstory a little bit about naturopathic medicine. So I know you studied to become a naturopath and then you decided that after being in practice, it was just not what you wanted to do. So I'd love to hear more about that journey. What made you decide that this wasn't for you anymore? Yeah. So I think, don't get me wrong, naturopathic medicine, it's a very powerful form of medicine. And I'm so glad that it's being more integrated here in Ontario where we live and across North America. And some of my best friends are practicing. So they are amazing. I just recognized um, when I got into practice that, again, people were coming to me as an expert, which of course we spend a long time studying and know a lot, but I just wanted people to recognize how much power that they had themselves. And I, I didn't want to be the guru for them. I didn't want to fix them. I wanted to really help them get to the to the root of their, their issues. And probably a little bit of a political reason as well, in the sense that I, I went into naturopathic medicine because I love the more energetic side of things. I love homeopathy. I love kind of the magical side of it. And here in Ontario, we're, we're just, I felt like we were kind of being pigeonholed into almost becoming green medical doctors. And that, that wasn't why I got into it. So I recognized that by surrendering my license to practice, I was freeing myself from the pressure of having to answer the people and feel like I had to fit a mold and um, was able to really expand my business online and help a lot of people all over the world and just refer refer to, to people that I know around the world when someone needs more, you know, more testing or a more clinical diagnosis. So yeah, it's been a couple of years now since I gave that up and it's such a relief and I don't regret doing it. I don't regret the education. It's one of those classic kind of cliche things where when you trace your steps back, you know that it happened exactly the way that it was meant to happen um, to get where I needed to go in life. And yeah, I'm excited for the future. Amazing. Awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that because I have a lot of naturopathic friends and I know a lot of them feel the same way and they feel stuck because it's not a cheap education, you know, hundred thousand plus dollars, Yep. right? And they feel stuck and, oh my God, I spent all this money and it's not what it ended up, what I thought it was going to be, right? So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, that journey. And so you dove into oils. I know you started diving into essential oils. Did that start while you were in practice? It did. I think it's actually started when I was still in school. Um, we weren't learning a lot about aromatherapy and it was, it was kind of the cusp of when essential oils were going mainstream. And a friend of mine invited me to a class and I thought to myself, well, I don't know anything about this stuff other than lavender is good for sleep. I didn't know anything about the sourcing, the sustainability issues, the ethical practices involved, what, you know, the power of essential oils. Um, so I thought I should go to this class and it, blew my mind. And then when, when patients started asking me about them and bringing their own oils in, I really had to dig in and do the research on different brands and eventually landed on doTERRA. So for those who don't know, Samantha and I are on the same team in doTERRA. We, we build our businesses in doTERRA together. And yeah, I, I guess it's been about three years since I started the business, maybe five or six since I started using them personally. And they've totally changed my life. And it was a real, it was very challenging to make the leap into business. Again, like what you said, oh my gosh, I just dropped $100,000 on school to be a doctor. And now I'm saying, oh, I'm going to go sell essential oils. <laughs> but it, it, it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. To me, they're a tool that have really enabled me to tap people back into why I got into naturopathic medicine to begin with. And 
you know, if you've been to one, if, if your listeners have attended one of your 101 classes online or if they've seen any of my stuff, hopefully we've, we've kind of taught them a little bit, just all the, the really amazing things that oils can do to tap into the physical, emotional, and spiritual body. So, yeah. That's awesome. And so you went to this class. What was like, what were some of the first oils you tried? Like, what was that experience all like that got you all just like, yeah, all hooked on them? <laughs> Well, I kind of laugh about it now because it was a class for naturopathic students and we were so egotistical. We thought we knew it all. We really gave the teacher a hard time because she was just quote unquote selling essential oils. She was actually from doTERRA and no one bought anything. And I actually felt bad for her. That's why I bought the oil. Like she was obviously, you know, pitched a sale at the end and right. we've been passing around oils and there was one blend called Whisper. So if you use doTERRA, you might know Whisper. It's the perfume blend. And I smelled it and it was intoxicating. And I've always been a perfume girl. I was that girl like at duty-free getting there early when I was flying to different airports (laughs) because I wanted to buy a new perfume. Right. And I thought, okay, you know, it was crazy. Like even though I was a third year naturopathic medical student, I wasn't aware of how dangerous synthetic fragrance was. So that was kind of my big eye-opener at this class. And I hadn't even, you know, started exploring using them deeper. It was just more like, oh crap, that's really toxic. I'm going to stop using that and I'll just buy this whisper from her. So I started with that one oil and then I started kind of having my, my midlife crisis about, oh my gosh, do I really want to be a naturopathic doctor while I was still in school? And it was the first time in my life that I had to acknowledge my own anxiety and my own mental health issues, shall we say. And that's when I really started using the oils personally. So frankincense became a big player in my life. Even just turning on my diffuser in the morning for five minutes and picking those scents, that was my meditation practice. I wasn't into meditation. I I wasn't doing anything for my own mental health, despite preaching this to my patients and and learning it at school. So that's how they kind of came into my life. Um, A lot of frankincense, a lot of citrus, and then the whisper as my perfume. That's amazing. I really love that. So we will definitely uh, dive into essential oils as we go through this conversation, but I'd love to change the topic and talk about epigenetics because I know that you have a PhD in epigenetics. You are one smart woman. So first, can you tell our listeners what epigenetics even means? I know you had mentioned before that there's some really interesting information on how essential oils even play a role here. So let's dive into that. Yeah. So I remember I did my bachelor of science degree in the early 2000s and I don't remember epigenetics ever being mentioned. It, it just kind of came onto my radar as I was doing my master's and I had an opportunity to continue the research into my PhD. So it's relatively new. And I know a lot of us have this mentality still maybe that our genes are our destiny. So if your mom or dad had cancer or if Alzheimer's runs in your family or you know enter whatever chronic disease you want, that you're kind of screwed. <laughs> that if you inherit X, Y, Z gene that has some disease risk associated with it, that you're destined to get it. And that's not true. We know now that our genes aren't our destiny. There's a whole group of our genome, chemical messengers that turn on and off our genes. So just because you have a gene doesn't mean that it's going to express itself. And we know now that it's largely down to our environment that dictates whether we turn on or off these genes. So our dietary choices, our stress, our environmental toxins, um, our physical activity, basically everything we know that creates a foundation for good wellness um, influences these epigenetic mechanisms that can turn on and off our genes. So 
this is where I love how the essential oils fit into it. Because if I think about how I teach people to use oils every single day, and it really is a, a game of consistency and just developing this essential oil lifestyle. But, you know, just thinking about lemon, for example, lemon can be used to make all of our cleaning supplies. We don't have to have the toxic cleansers around our home, um, which is a huge toxic burden on our body, right? Lemon can be used for our mental health. Lemon can be used for respiratory health. So I love the essential oils because there's so many different ways we can use them and they fit into all the things in our life that we should kind of be thinking of in terms of having the healthiest epigenome that we can have. So basically we have so much power over our health and we've never been taught that. So it's pretty exciting. That's really awesome. So speaking of having power over our health, you know, there are certain narratives that have been drilled into us about our bodies and our minds for so long. So what are some suggestions you would give to women to really help them understand a few key things about reclaiming their, you know, their power over their mind and their health and their body? Yeah, I think that's what a lot of us are waking up to right now is that we haven't even recognized our own conditioning. And this has been huge for me in the past couple of years and why I kind of transitioned more into the life coaching side of things than the health coaching side of things, because not that health coaching is easy by any means and physical health is easy, but I feel like my life just blew open in the best way when I recognized how much control I had over my brain and how I'd been conditioned my whole life and didn't even realize it. So the fact that I have five university degrees. It's ridiculous. Like I just felt like I had to keep going and achieving. And that was like the next logical thing. I never even stopped to think, is this what I want? Or why do I feel like this is expected of me? Or you know what I mean? So I think even just sitting and thinking and challenging why you might have certain thoughts about things and have you, is that your own thought or has, was that something you were born into? Or is that something that you've absorbed? And also just recognizing that a lot of the times we think that we have to change our actions, right? So like we see that playing out right now in terms of wanting to show up as an ally, right? As a white woman in this climate that we're in with Black Lives Matters and stuff like that. Or, I mean, that's the best example because that's what I've been sitting in the past week or so. That's what's coming to mind for me. And a lot of us are feeling like, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. And really the first step, we have to take it back and Think about what feelings are coming up in our bodies and what thoughts are creating those feelings because it's our feelings that actually drive our actions, which create our results that we're trying to create. So by trying to like do all the things without examining where our emotions and our thoughts are coming from is kind of futile or futile, I should say. Um, so that's where I just really love helping women is looking at all the thoughts in their head and where they're coming from and how they can change them to further, you know, influence their emotions that drive their actions. Yeah. So I would say like bringing it back to your original question is just sitting with the idea even, are you comfortable with the idea that you can change your thoughts? A lot of women especially have never even thought about the idea that they can change their narrative or they can change their, their life right. and don't even realize the power of their own brain. So I think even just sitting in the discomfort of that and recognizing that, you know, there's no shame to come up. Like it might take you 40 years to realize that, but we really do have so much power and it comes from our brain. Yeah, absolutely. And I can totally relate because the biggest transformation that I ever experienced in my life was when I worked with an ontological coach and I've worked with him for three years and it was just so much work about deconditioning and 
diving into trauma, diving into why I self-sabotage, diving into behaviors and behaviors and habits and why I see things the way that I do. And it, it just so many barriers to break down and doing that work has allowed me to show up so much more powerfully in all the other areas of my life, right? Like, especially when I'm doing weight loss coaching with clients, it's like, it's so beyond the food on your plate. There's so many other areas that, that we have to dive into and, and address. So yeah, thanks for pointing that out. And just going back to all of this sort of like thought work and working on the mind and deconditioning. So obviously our brain is involved in this. Yes. And different hormones are involved in this. So can we chat about that a little bit? What does, what does that really look like? Yeah. So I think our brain is just so powerful and we, you know, again, most of us kind of mix up our thoughts with our emotions and I guess backing it up even one more step is our brain is really, it's being designed to protect us, right? So, but stress that we experience in this day and age isn't the same as stress that we experience, you know, back when bears and cyber, like saber toothed tigers were chasing us and stuff like that. So our prim- primitive brain doesn't know the difference between real danger and just discomfort essentially. And when we have these emotions rise up in our body, it creates a cascade of hormones, right? So we get this cortisol release, which then, you know, creates this, this hormone loop that can really create a lot of problems as I know you teach about a lot. So I think anything we can do to manage our thoughts and manage our brain to balance our hormones that way. Like I think a lot of people think that hormone balance comes from changing our foods and changing our stress for sure. But what does that actually mean? Right. And again, that's where it comes down to what are the thoughts you're thinking right now that are creating that emotion that's bringing up all the stress in your body and how can you come up with a different thought and you immediately feel your body relax and you immediately feel that cortisol dissipate. So I know cortisol doesn't come from the brain, but again, this is the beautiful, beautiful thing about the human body, right? Is that everything is connected. So by simply working on the thoughts in our brain, we can influence cortisol, which then goes on to influence so many other hormones and and lead to all sorts of other, right? Absolutely. And I mean, it's just going back to cortisol, like our hypothalamus, our pituitary, it does speak with our adrenals, you know? So like it is, like you said, it is all interconnected. It's not just like these separate body parts. Um, it is all interconnected. So working mind, body, spirit is, is so amazing. And the best approach that we can take to really bring about true change and healing. Absolutely. So tell us like where would essential oils maybe fit into this and how a woman can maybe integrate some oils to help support them on this journey of of healing and maybe reclaiming their health and reclaiming their power. What are some help? Because I know there are some powerful oils that yeah. we can use throughout this process. What does that look like? So I think it's it's actually quite a multifactorial, multidimensional process. And that's, again, what I love about it and why I think people experience such profound results when they start using a high-quality, pure essential oil like doTERRA's. Because... You could be using it for one thing. For example, you could be using it to just do green cleaning. Like you don't believe that oils can help anything in your body, but you like the smell of lemon and you know that it dissolves grease on your stove. So you start using it for that, which then decreases the toxic load in your body, right? Which then protects your epigenetic system from, you know, going awry and also uplifts your mental health, which you know, might help you focus on your tasks at hand for the day, right? So all of a sudden we're getting this really multidimensional approach. But what else I love to do is use aromatherapy 
for anchoring in habits and for anchoring in certain emotions. So for example, thought work, it's, it's not something that just happens overnight, like anything productive in life. But so for example, every day I love to do a little thought download. Um, and I'll do it in the morning, either right first thing in the morning or last thing at night, just to get all the thoughts in my head down on paper. And then usually one will pop out and I'll, I'll work on that because I'll recognize that that's, that's holding me back from something or that's, that's bringing up some stress or anxiety in my body. And I'll use something like wild orange to really anchor me into that practice. So I'll diffuse wild orange in the morning and I'll be like, oh yeah, God, do my thought work. Like it just triggers the memory that I, it's time to cut time to get to work. So I'll, using oils like that as well. And then on a physical level, just making sure our brain is as sharp as it can be so we can sit with it and kind of get to know it. Um, frankincense, love it. Copaiba for the nervous system. Rosemary for just clarity of thought. There's so many, so many amazing brain, uh, oils for mental health, for sure. There's a new blend called Adaptive that doTERRA has just come out with that is copaiba and lavender and wild orange and spearmint. And I love the blends because the plants are all working together to amplify each other. So mm-hmm. you're getting a multidimensional effect there as well. Yeah, they're super synergistic, which is why I love, I love Adaptive. I have the little one and I use it pretty much daily. It sits right by my computer every single day. So I'd love to know more about you know, sustainability, you mentioned sustainability, you mentioned ethics when it comes to essential oils, because I think women hear about essential oils, they want to use them, they're intrigued by them. And then, you know, they head out to their health food store and just kind of grab any essential oil. And I know that was definitely my story back in the day. I had some sort of just generic brands that I was diffusing at home. And it wasn't until somebody put lavender, doTERRA lavender in my hand. And I compared that to my drugstore brand and was like, okay, this is, it feels different. It smells different. Like it is, it's so, it's so different on so many different levels. So I think if maybe you can dive into that a little bit, understanding the sustainability and and the quality, understanding the quality of oils, why that matters. Absolutely. So this is a question that I love talking about with my naturopathic friends, because we do have quite an extensive education in botanical medicine. And a lot of us have a deep love and respect of plants and the earth, which is again, why we're called to naturopathic medicine. So a lot of them get kind of perplexed when they hear that, you know, a five milliliter bottle of rose oil has 200,000 rose petals in it. And they're like, how is that sustainable? How is that ethical? It's very consumeristic. It's not sustainable. And I'm like, you're right. It's, it's something that has to be thought about. So what are these companies doing to ensure that it is sustainable, that it is ethically sourced, that we aren't pillaging the land, that we're not taking advantage of, of the earth and, and people who live in these countries where these plants come from. So for me, this is one of the reasons why I decided to choose doTERRA as the brand that I wanted to work with because they are the only company that is fully transparent about where their plants come from, about how they're sourced, about what they're doing to give back to the land. So they actually, um, they don't own any farms per se. They do this, they have a model called co-impact sourcing where they recognize that if they want an oil to be potent and if it's potent, it will have a very diverse chemistry, meaning that it's going to be therapeutically strong. Um, If they want that, it has to come from the place on earth where it's indigenous. And a lot of these plants come from countries where we can't just go in as a Western country and we're Western people and, you know, just take, take, take. So we've seen that in the history of aromatherapy with things like frankincense. And the frankincense trees were almost extinct in Somalia, which is where 
some of the world's best frankincense comes from because people are kind of latched on to how good it works and how effective it is at anti-aging and anti-cancer properties and all the things that we know frankincense is good for. Um, so doTERRA is really committed to reforesting frankincense before, before we can, you know, use it for ourselves. So it, yeah, I'm not even sure what the original question was. This is a topic I could talk about for like five hours. <laughs> no, I love um, it. Sustainability and the sourcing. This yeah. is so great because I don't think yeah. a lot of people know. So. so basically what it comes down to is that essential oils, people are jumping on the bandwagon because we know that they're amazing. And it really is up to the company to be transparent about what their methods are and up to the consumer to do their research and just leave it there. <laughs> So tell us about, because I know you, was it the frankincense trip that you went on? Was that, where was it? You went on an amazing trip. I went to Nepal last year. Yeah. Nepal right. for wintergreen. Yeah. So you got to experience it firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. Like we flew into Kathmandu and then it was like legit an eight or 12 hour bus ride up a mountain. And we're in the middle of the forest on the side of this mountain in Nepal. And the women wake up at 5am and pick the frankincense in the forest deliver it to the distillery, which is in the forest. And then they're paid like fair market wage on time, no matter how much Franken or how much um, wintergreen doTERRA has in stock and right on the spot. And then they're free to go work their farms and, and do all that stuff. They have enough money to send their kids to school to have opportunity where, especially women in that region and in that country don't have a lot of opportunity. So I was really amazed that, you know, we got there and this is all happening like on the ground. doTERRA was involved in the sense that they sponsored the initial instigation of the project, but it's all run locally by local people who live in Nepal, by women. So it's a, it was an amazing experience just to see them really walk their talk and to see what's possible and to see that we really can. And I know we might get into this in a little bit, but we really are living in these really uncertain times where lots of things that we've, again, being conditioned to think are normal feel kind of gross. And I think consumerism is one of them. And there really is a different way of doing business. And I think doTERRA is modeling that really well in the sense that we can benefit from this beautiful medicine and elevate communities all over the world, right? So it's, it's really a great example of how our dollars can work to, to benefit people all over the world. For sure. That must have been an amazing experience. How long were you there for? I was there for just two weeks. So it was just a taste of it. But yeah, it was important to me that if I'm teaching this stuff to people and I'm preaching it and I believe it, I was like, I need to see this in action just to be part of it. So it was a great opportunity. That's amazing. Did you see how they actually like get wintergreen, distill it and all of that? Did you get to witness all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Literally we're walking in the forest and Around the corner comes these two women with these giant baskets on their head full of wintergreen leaves. And they were a little bit shy. They were, I don't think they were expecting us because, again, this is in the middle of nowhere, literally. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> so we kind of put them on the spot, which I felt bad about. But yeah, they, they brought it to the distillery. Um, it was weighed on the spot. We got to actually distill, maybe not those leaves, but there was a process happening with the steam distillation there and pour it into our little bottles. So that's what they do. They distill it right there and then they ship it back to the USA for um, like purity testing and, and all that stuff. Yeah. That is so, so awesome. Yeah. That's like a total life-changing trip for sure. 
Okay, ladies, I just briefly want to interrupt today's episode and let you know about AOR's genetic test. We're chatting about epigenetics today with Laura, and if you're interested in diving in deeper to understand your genetic makeup, the AOR My Blueprint Genetic Test is amazing. It includes genetic variations related to your diet, food sensitivities, mental wellness, detoxification, obesity risk. You can learn how fats and carbs affect your risk of obesity and diseases such as diabetes. You can see what genes are affecting cognition, stress, emotions and substance addiction. You can see how quickly your body removes toxins and what you can do to adjust. You can dive deeper into your hormonal health, focusing on the genetic predispositions towards factors that affect hormone balance, including thyroid, estrogen, and testosterone. There is so much that this test has to offer, and nutrigenomics is truly the scientific study of the interaction between nutrition and genes, and it's really transforming how we understand many of the processes in our bodies, from metabolism to food sensitivities to hormone health. It's pretty epic. So if you're interested in learning more or grabbing your own kit, head on over to aor.ca if you are in Canada or aor.us if you're in the US. You can use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES2020 at checkout to save 5% off any of the AOR products, including their genetic test kit. Now that 5% is stackable, meaning their products are already on sale and you can save the 5% in addition to their sales. So you're probably looking at a good 10 to 15% savings. And before we head back to the episode, I've had so many people reach out sharing how they are loving the Hempinol PM product from North American Herb and Spice. I have been using this product for months and many of you have complained about the taste. And yes, I totally agree. It is quite strong and very potent. They do have it in capsule form if you want to avoid taking it in liquid form. Form, but it really works amazing for sleep, anxiety, calming the brain, and supporting the nervous system. You can save 15% off any of the North American Herb and Spice products on their website. They ship internationally. So if you're interested and wanting to grab their hemp oils, now is the time. So head on over to NorthAmericanHerbAndSpice.com. I know it's a long URL, but use the coupon code HOLISTIC1515, that's 15HOLISTIC15, for 15% off any of their products, and you definitely want to try the Hempinol products. The PM is amazing for sleep and anxiety, and I've been using it for months. I love it. You guys have seen me share it over on Instagram, and it truly is become part of my nightly routine. So head on over there, grab some amazing products, and thanks for tuning in. Let's dive back into our episode. So with doTERRA, I know they have sourced to you. Yes. Which is not something that anybody else has. So no other essential oil company has. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? Yes. So I get challenged about this a lot as well for my naturopathic (laughs) friends. So I'm happy to kind of be able to freely chat about this here, but source to you is a website that is kind of, we joke, it's like the mic drop of the essential oil industry. Right. Because, you know, when doTERRA came on the scene, their mission was to create the purest and most potent oil available. So we could experience clinical benefits from these products and that people really felt empowered to heal themselves with safe and effective tools, natural tools. 
So this website, you can take a journey from your oil, you know, from the hillside in Nepal, all the way through the distillation process, all the way through their CPTG testing process, which is certified pure therapeutic grade, which is done by a third-party lab. And people will often say to me like, oh, well, yeah, doTERRA has CPTG, but they made that up. They made up that standard. So I can't take it seriously. And my response to that is, yes, they made it up, but there was no standard. So this is the standard that doTERRA wants to hold the whole industry to. It's not that they're trying to create a monopoly. They're trying to say, listen, if you're selling essential oils, can we all just agree that it meets the standard? And there's, I think at this point, more than 50 different tests they do on each batch of oil to make sure that it's pure and free of pesticides, free of X, Y, Z. And if it doesn't meet their standards, then they don't sell it to the consumer. And the other really cool thing about Source Tea website, in addition to seeing that, and then the medical advisory team, the veterinary advisory team, is that every bottle of doTERRA oil has a lot number on the bottom of the bottle that you can type into this website and get the purity results from the third-party lab. So you can be assured that if you're rolling lavender on your baby's feet to help her sleep at night, that you know exactly what's going on there. And it's no other company's doing it, unfortunately. So it's, it's cool that it's possible. And it's cool that I think they're holding the industry to a higher standard, which is how it should be. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that website. It really is phenomenal. When I share it with people too, they're just like, what? Like, this is crazy that I can go and take this bottle of lemon or frankincense and actually see where it came from. And yeah, it's really incredible. So continuing with this conversation of oils, I would love to know your daily essential oil routine looks like. Do you have one? Like what, what is, what does that look like? Yeah, I do have one. As I said, I think at the beginning, it really is a game of consistency. And if you can kind of develop a few daily habits, you can feel so much better every day, physically, emotionally, spiritually, if you just use a few consistently every day. So I, I, do, I do own every oil just because I love them and they make me feel so happy. But um, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll put on my diffuser and I kind of just, because I have every oil in my box, just kind of intuitively pick a couple and make a little blend. And then I have some awesome book resources that I'll be like, why was I called to diffuse orange? And I'll look up orange and just see what the properties of orange are. And that's how I've done a lot of my learning. So I think a lot of people are a little bit nervous because they think, oh, I'm not a doctor. I don't have this training. How am I ever going to learn this stuff? And it really is a daily process of learning. But I'll diffuse and then I'll go, um, I might do a workout or something. And then I love yarrow palm for my skin. Mm -hmm. So I'll wash my face and then put it on yarrow in the morning. And then start work. And then I'll usually feel quite overwhelmed because I'm not the most organized person. <laughs> so <laughs> a drop of copaiba under my tongue. So copaiba is an amazing oil that targets the endocannabinoid system in the body. So has very similar properties to CBD oil. If you use CBD oil for stress, anxiety, pain, sleep, whatever, copaiba would be your new best friend. You'd love it. And then just kind of like how I feel like I need them throughout the day. Like last week I burned my arm making banana bread. So, you know, I had my lavender on hand on my counter, put the lavender on my burn. I might diffuse again later in the day just to kind of reset myself after work. And then again, my skincare, I do a lot of oils for my skin and uh, that's kind of my self-care routine. So yeah, that's kind of my day. I don't have a set number that I use every day, but there's probably five that are my staples. So peppermint, lemon, copaiba, yarrow palm, and... 
whatever, whatever, probably something citrusy, like citrus bliss or citrus bloom or something like that, just for the yumminess. Those ones are so yummy. The citrus bloom is beautiful. Oh my God, it smells lovely. So for your skincare, what oils are you using? You love the Yara Palm. I love that one too. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's been a game changer. I use the Virage skincare line that doTERRA creates just because I am relatively lazy and not organized. And I just like to have it five minutes is my, is, you know, and I'm done, but I I've started getting more into making things just because again, it's a mindfulness moment. It's a chance to really tap into the energy of the different oils. So I love all the flowers for skin. So geranium is, is one that I love. Lavender, of course, rose, super powerful. And then again, frankincense is a staple for any skincare routine for sure. And then again, I love that um, I could be using frankincense in my moisturizer, just add a drop to your moisturizer, whatever you're using. And, if, you know, for the sole purpose of anti-wrinkle <laughs> treatment, but I'm absorbing that into my body, right? And it's going to my brain. It's going to all my cells. It's supporting my immune system. So I felt so supported and nurtured during this whole COVID-19 situation that we found ourselves in just from my daily oil routine. Because I know that even if I'm using frankincense for my skincare, I'm inevitably helping my immune system and my respiratory system. And it's getting to work on all my cells so I can stay robust and calm and not panicking, essentially. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Frankincense and Cobaiba are like two amazing oils that people can be using right now during this time. And frankincense is just, it is just a magical oil. It is like the king of oils. I've spoken about it so many times. I'm sure my community are like rolling their eyes as I keep talking about frankincense. But yeah, it is just, it's so great for like skin inflammation um, or like redness and acne and anti-aging. And uh, oh, it's just a beautiful oil. And one bottle will last you so long from a skincare yes. perspective to really just need one drop. So yeah, I love that you went in with that one. It's really beautiful. I feel like I need to give people a little bit of context in terms of like how we met. Yes. Because it's been, I guess, over a year now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it yeah. has been. Yep. Yeah, about a year and a half, maybe. So I, bit of a background, back in like 2014, 2015, that's when I started to order essential oils. I ordered doTERRA oils. And because I was introduced to frankincense and lavender, and I was like, oh my God, I got to get my hands on these oils. So then I ordered a kit at that time. I had signed up with one of my girlfriends and then she ended up kind of like leaving the business and wasn't really interested and just kind of like had all kinds of other things going on in her life. And so she left. And so I kind of felt like I was stuck there just like, Oh, but I want to learn about the business. I am interested in this. I, you know, I want to learn more. And so I didn't really have anybody to connect with. And so a couple of years went by, kept ordering oils. And then it wasn't until I think 2017-ish, 2018-ish, I decided, okay, I know that if I really want to get involved in the business of doTERRA and really become an advocate and have residual income, I I need to take a step back. I need to stop ordering and really get clear on the steps that I want to move forward and align myself with, a, with an amazing team that can help me get to where I want to go. And so I did. I became an active, stopped ordering for I think it was like literally almost a year. Then my girlfriend Janet shows up out of nowhere and she was like, had the oils and rocking it and she was teaching me some new things about oils. And then she just totally sparked my excitement and my interest again. And then that's how I met you. I signed up for Janet and then you are Janet's upline. 
And so that's how I got connected with Laura. And then I basically voice message her like every day now (laughs) with so many different questions. And it's really amazing, you know, for anyone that's listening and is feeling like they're they're really pulled and called to get involved with doTERRA and oils and and create their own business. It's a wonderful opportunity. And it's also important to, to, I think, you know, to be in alignment with the right team and have have your people there that can really support you and help guide you and answer your questions. And it's awesome that I've got Laura as, as my upline because she has this beautiful way of combining science and spirit all, all together. And I just, I learned so much from you. So, so thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm pretty conscious that you know, as I, I also recognize the amazing business opportunity here, um, especially coming from naturopathic practice where you really are trading dollars for hours. Right. Right. And I knew that I wanted to grow this. I knew that I wanted it to be sustainable. And I knew that I had the power to link arms with some powerful women and create a bit of a different movement in doTERRA. So I'm really proud of our team. It's really strong. We all support each other. We have a bit of a different mentality than a lot of other teams. And yeah, we're doing some really cool things. And I love just seeing people step into their own leadership with their own gifts. And a lot of us don't necessarily lead with the oils, but the oils are a huge piece of it. And it's more a vehicle to drive how we really want to show up in the world. And um, I know that a lot of other top leaders kind of lose sight of their teams as they grow and have really strong boundaries. And I definitely have boundaries and I definitely... I'm not like hovering over people's shoulders, but I take the lead from them of how they want to build and how they want to create. And I know that if they feel supported and loved and we can grow together, then that's what it's all about for me. So I'm totally happy to answer (laughs) voice messages every day if I can see that the person (laughs) is really excited and showing up and um, growing. So yeah, I lead a bit differently given my my rank, but I I really enjoy it. And that's that's the kind of community that I want to create. So. That's amazing. I think it might make, maybe it's a good timing right now to even just chat a little bit about what it even means to be a wellness advocate and creating residual income and building a business. I get asked that question a lot. And, you know, obviously we are, I'm looking to build my team and it's such a big passion of mine because I love to do business coaching and I love to do marketing and mentorship. And I get to do that with women on my team, having women come on board and really teach them how to build a sustainable business and using the oils. So I think it'd be a great opportunity for you to kind of share a little bit about what, what that all looks like. Yeah, for sure. So basically there's three types of people in doTERRA. There's the users. So 90% of people who are in doTERRA just love ordering oils for their family, for themselves. Maybe they do it every month. Maybe they do it once a year. But that's what makes it a sustainable business is because 90% of people are using the product for their own love and benefit and they they reorder like because it's a consumable product that is amazing. And then we have the shares. So it's people that maybe want to get their monthly oil order paid for or just make a little bit of extra money on the side to fund whatever. They'll just casually share. They can't help but talk about the oils. They're like, well, I have an account. People might as well enroll with me. And then they get tapped into our bigger team. And then there's the builders. So I don't know what the stat is these days, but maybe two to 3% of people actually build the business, like how Sam and I are building the business. And they just see the potential for long-term residual income, which I don't know, do you want to define residual income, Sam? Because you're, you've built out more businesses than I have. Yeah. I mean, residual income is just 
I guess the simplest way to really explain it is just money coming in consistently, money coming in monthly consistently. And residual income, to be clear, doesn't mean, oh, you step back and all this money just flows to you so freely. Like there's obviously work that needs to be done, right? But it's a very different approach than going to your nine to five job and you're only trading time for money to, to make, you know, to make that paycheck versus with something like network marketing. Um, you, you don't have to trade that time for money to have that residual income come in. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to do residual income. You can sell online programs that are evergreen and people can buy them. Real estate is really residual income. I mean, that's, you know, selling, flipping homes, that's, that's residual income. So there's all kinds of ways to have residual income. And I do think for those who are listening who are either practitioners, online service providers, nutritionists who are thinking of building something out, something else out as part of their business and bringing in some residual income, I think it's always a really, really smart move. Especially in my case, like I coach a lot of, I coach a lot of students in our mentorship program. I also coach a lot in our, you know, with weight loss and hormones, a lot of women with that. And that's still a lot of my time, right? There is an, a time exchange there. And so I love to do that work, but it's also being clear about, I don't just want to trade my time for money. What other things can I build out as well to, to bring in my faith? Yeah. So the, the, the folks who are building out the business, like it doesn't happen overnight for sure. As I said, I've been doing this for almost three years and recently transitioned to it mostly full time just because I'm really, I see where I'm going and, and I love it. But um, what does it look like? It looks like you're supporting customers. You love oils. So there, there are always going to be people that just lead with the product and lead with the oils and are that personality and have that passion that they can just talk about the oils and that's all they talk about and people love them and build on the oils. I, I tend to personally attract more people that, you know, have already had some other kind of business and want to incorporate the oils into it. And it grows very organically that way. Um, but the cool thing about building the business is that it, it looks different for everyone. So you don't have to fit a mold. I'm very passionate about, I want to help you understand how to make money here, <laughs> but we're going to do it with your talents and your skill set and how many hours a week you can commit and what your income goals are and lead from there. And then, you know, doTERRA is all over the world now. So I have people in the Netherlands, Belgium, Hong Kong, France, Australia, New Zealand. So, I mean, if you're listening from abroad, I mean, I think we just opened in Russia. We're all in South America, Central America now, or you you know, happen to be in Canada and you're like, oh, but I know someone in New Zealand or Colombia who might want to do this. One of my, one of our specialties is helping you tap into the international market and, and build a global team that way. So it's just about your vision and your dream and, you know, coming up with some systems to make sure you can grow sustainably and comfortably and not get overwhelmed. And, um, it kind of just goes from there. Yeah. So doTERRA has a lot of education, a lot of business trainings that we tap you into. And it really is, what do you want to create here? And how can I help you do that? And then as you build out your own team, you do the same with them and it just duplicates down. So it, it it's pretty fun, I have to say. It is. It, it really, really is. And, you know, I think back, I think back to when I first started and like had this interest in wanting to do the business and whatnot, income, where my mindset was then is totally different now based on where, where I am now in my business. Like I, it's like I had to go through these past six years of building 
my online business to truly understand business and to truly understand what it means to show up as a leader. And, you know, I, I wasn't putting the time and the effort in before and I wasn't taking the time to speak to people and get on calls and educate them about oils and posting. Like I wasn't doing that. So of course it wasn't growing. And now it's like in my calendar, that's, that's a part of, of my business. It's a part of my work. And, you know, we just launched our essential oil spring detox, which by the time this episode gets released, I mean, that detox will be over. But for those who do enroll on our team, you know, you get access to the three week detox. You can learn about your oils, learn about using it for healthy hormones and skin and, DIY around your home and home cleaning and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I didn't do that before. And now it's like, I, I get to do this. Like, this is so exciting. Cause like, as I'm sure you feel the same way, it's like, we don't want people just having oil sitting on their shelves. We want you to learn how to use them and really integrate them. Yes. And I think that's what makes, that's why I actually love the network marketing model in this instance is that there really is an opportunity to keep educating people and to keep really helping them use these to change their life. And I love what you just said there about how you kind of recognize not what you were doing wrong, but just where you weren't showing up for yourself. And you just kind of corrected that and look where you are now. It just reminds me, again, bringing it back to the beginning of our discussion, when you really start to look at how you've shown up for yourself or maybe what conditioning has led you to think, th- think certain thoughts or blame certain circumstances. And all of a sudden, you just have a new narrative about what's possible. Um, entrepreneurship in any respect, but I think especially doTERRA just because of the community and and the product and what they're doing in the world really just cracks you open to a new level. So for anyone that's really exploring self-development right now or kind of for the first time in their life, maybe imagining what's possible beyond what they've been taught, (laughs) um, it really is a business model that encourages you to keep growing and you almost get rewarded for that the more uncomfortable you get in, in facing where you want to show up for yourself more. Um, so there's, there's a lot of potential with that as well. Oh, it's so true. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that. So before I let you go, I've got one question left for you. Yes. And I wanted to ask you this question because like I said earlier, you have this really beautiful way of tying in science and spirit and you can speak really eloquently to this. So with all that is going on in the world, pandemic, racism, vaccinations, coronavirus, economy is tanking, like all of the things is happening right now. I'd really love to hear your perspective on how we can navigate this. Yes. So I personally love astrology, not for predicting the future, but more for looking at the past. Because if we look at astrology, we can see how everything moves in cycles. So the moon moves in a cycle, The sun goes in a cycle, all the planets go in a cycle. And when we look at what the cycles right now, like when was the last time we saw these cycles happening on earth? And ironically, a lot of what's going on right now astrologically was also happening back during the civil rights movement of, you know, the era of Martin Luther King and stuff like that. And if we take it back even further, other forms of oppression and people protesting. So what I think is really cool is that if we're aware of these cycles, we can use our free will as humans to decide, are we going to let this repeat itself again? Or are we going to actually do something this time? And what's really clear with the astrology right now is not only are these cycles repeating themselves, but we can see that things are crumbling to the ground. Like systems and structures are crumbling to the ground. They aren't sustainable. 
And if we understand that, we can kind of be okay with it and be like, okay, well, if these are all crumbling to the ground because we know they're corrupt or they're racist or whatever, what is the opportunity to rebuild? And what do we want to rebuild? And how can I use my own talents and gifts as a human being to rebuild? So I kind of just like to take solace in the idea that we all decided to be born here right now for a reason. And if we all turn inwards, instead of trying to change what's wrong out there, what can I change inside of myself? Like, how can I examine my own internal structures and what do I want to change there? And then that's when I bring my oils in and my mindset work in and really then come up with the actions I know I have to take to manifest this new physical reality that I think we're all craving. Um, So I think it's just being okay with this discomfort and being committed to the inner work of, you know, that we all have to do to change the future and the world. So that's how I do it. I tap into the astrology. I don't panic. I'm willing to sit in the discomfort and the trust that as a human race, we'll come together and figure this out eventually. I love that. Yeah. See, that's why I asked you that question. You answered it so beautifully. Well, thank you for that. It was such a great time interviewing you and diving in to essential oils and all this business. So I appreciate your time today. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you and connect with you? Yeah, for sure. I hang out mostly on Instagram at Dr. Laura Hughes. I do also have a Facebook profile, but I just kind of do the classic, you know, post on Instagram, push it to Facebook kind totally. of thing. <laughs> um, and my web, I have a website, drlaurahughes.com. So dr, doctor. And that's where I spend my time. So yeah, thank podcast. you so much for having me. Oh, I have a podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's relatively new. So I forgot about that. But yeah, I started a podcast. It's called Earthling 101. Love the name. And I talk about a lot of the stuff that I just talked about in that last little few minutes and just what are we doing here? How can we be un- like comfortable being uncomfortable? How can we write these new narratives for ourselves? And what does it mean to be human right now? And uh, how can we keep evolving as humans together? That's so beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And we will chat soon. Yes, of course. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode with Dr. Laura Hughes. You can find her over on Instagram at Dr. Laura Hughes, and I really hope you got a lot of value and info out of our episode today. If you are interested in essential oils and you have any questions about becoming a wellness advocate with doTERRA, even if you're interested in creating a wholesale account, we have so many great resources for you to get started. Like I said in our episode, I don't just want you to get oils and keep them on your shelf. I truly want you to use them. I want to teach you how to use them and so that you can truly experience their magical healing properties. And so for any of our customers who do enroll, we do hook you up with my three-week essential oil, a detox. You'll learn how to use essential oils to clean your house, to support your hormones, and to beautify your skin. So don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any essential oil questions. You can email me, samantha at holisticwellness.ca. And before I let you go today, I really want to invite you into an amazing webinar that is happening in just a few weeks. I am hosting a webinar with CanPrev and I'm really excited about it. It is all about stress and how stress can trigger hormonal imbalances and cause unwanted health issues. Plus there are 10 amazing prize packs that we are giving away. So come join this amazing webinar. The prize pack is awesome. You are going to get a copy of my book plus vitamin D, 
adrenal chill, women's multi, fish oil, collagen powder, and fiber feel to support your health of your gut and your digestive system. So I'm so excited for this. It is taking place on Monday, June 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Just head on over to bit.ly forward slash hormone health 101. And that link again is bit.ly forward slash hormone health 101. And join us on the podcast and sign up and you'll be entered to win one of the amazing 10 can prep prize packs valued at $175. So come join us there. And I can't wait to connect with you on that webinar in just a few weeks, talking about stress, adrenal health, thyroid health. It's going to be amazing. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. You can grab today's show notes over on our website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 110. Have a wonderful week. And thanks again for being here. Chat soon.